Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello. 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 Ah! <laughs> that is the general mood that we're in at the moment. Everything is hard. I'm Everything so cold, cold, Claire. I know. It's super cold. Anyway, who cares about that? This is suggestible. Well, I'm I care. Claire. You're Jane. And you, as my wife, should care. Well, I don't. I do care. I care about your T-shirt that says, come with me if you want to lift. That's right. It's my and workout it T-shirt. Arnie on it. That's, That's a right. suggestible for you. What is this show, James? Spit it out. We Look, don't really we, have We suggest things. It's about 30 minutes, some, hopefully less, uh, every week. And <laughs> we talk about things that we've read or watched and or listened to. And just cry And just, and just about talk about how miserable it is getting older. <laughs> and not sleeping and having a sick kid. And yeah, exactly. All of those things. <sighs> That's right. I slept in a tiny bed last night with a tiny person. You did in Wait, my that sound, dress. That sounds yeah, like it could that be. That sounds like a very <laughs> creepy Michael Jackson ex- I situation. I slept in the same room as my son who was sick. Yeah, and it was lovely of you because it's a single bed and you were wearing my delightful dressing gown that's floor length and I bought it oversized because I can snuggle into it and you slept in it. And, and now you're wearing it. my dressing gown. Yeah, so I did it as a rebellion. <laughs> Except yours, I bought for you, and I don't know why I bought it. It's like three quarters and not as good. <laughs> anyway, this is suggestible pod. What a we recommend floor length dressing gowns <laughs> and sleeping next to your sick child, so you don't have to keep traipsing up and down the stairs. Yes, I slept well after you left. I bed, bet like you did. <laughs> Two a.m. or something. Oh, it was quite peaceful. All right, what's your first suggestible? Gentleman first? Yeah, gentleman first, as always. On okay, podcast. both of my things I've not finished in their entirety, but I feel like I've got a wow. good enough grasp to be like, I know oh, what, I'm, I know what mate, I'm doing. Don't don't let the listeners know that. But maybe next week I'll come back and be like, you know what, I finished and it sucks. <laughs> no, this one's good. I, I bought this. Uh, I've been thinking about buying this for a while and I, I'm doing this podcast. I'm like, now there's there's a really good reason to buy this. It's called Making Comics by Scott McCloud. It's from 2006. And basically, if you are interested in how comics are made, making a comic yourself, the art, the craft, <laughs> storytelling, visual images and such. I am. Go uh, on. Then, then this, is the, this is the perfect book for that. They talk, talk about things like uh, writing and flow and structure, like how you structure your panels and your text boxes, different styles, whether you want to do something like like manga, like a more t- traditional What is kind of, manga? Manga is like a, a Japanese um, comic style. style. And they read Not like, mango. I no, love delicious mangoes. There's no mention of mangoes. Do you remember that delicious big mango that we ate when we were up in WA and it was the size of my head? Yes. Okay, continue with the boring I think about book. it every day, <laughs> especially this book, which references it. But uh, yeah, in all sorts of di- different styles. Um, the other thing is, the interesting thing about it is it's not, oh, is it? it's not just a book. It's not just a book. <laughs> Undermining uh, me. I'm this really is the, sorry. This I'm is actually, the point of the show. I'm actually genuinely, I'm really interested, and it looks really cool. When it arrived, I was like, "Ooh, yeah." So, it looks cool. but the thing is, it's written as a comic with the author Scott McCloud 
talking to the reader in comic book form. And he's like, see, some panels are structured like this. And then the page will do that. And he's like, okay, so let's play out a basic action scene. And you'll, and you'll kind of draw it out. And then it'll be like, but if you change the angles, then it can kind of add a different element. So you put these four panels in a row and you take one out. It changes the, it changes the entire narrative structure. You know, things like when you lose, you know, use less words than more. You know what I mean? Because it's a comic. The best comics, you know, are supposed to be the words and the pictures work in tandem and you don't realise that you're kind of switching between them. Ah. And he talks about pacing and how you can kind of, how, how you can do time jumps and, uh, and, and kind of get a, get a sense of like things speeding up or slowing down and, and introducing characters and close-ups and things like that. Uh, I think people might like it even if you don't, if you don't intend on making a comic. Because I've had this idea in my head for like maybe six years. Even longer. Yeah. You've been telling me about it for so long. And I'm a bit, I'm, I'm, I'm getting around to it. <laughs> I know it's one of these things are like, I just don't have the time, but I could make the time if I really wanted to. But reading this, I'm like, oh man, I'm glad I read this before I attempted any of this. Because I don't think what I'm going to end up making is going to be very good. But I think this, this could definitely help. Because it really yeah. makes you think about the pacing of the story, what's important, what's not. And, and things like that. Yeah. And gives you advice because I think it's a bit like, remember when we were teachers and everyone would give us advice about being a teacher because they had kids or they were a kid? Oh, I still get that. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I still get that too. Like because you were a kid or have a kid, you therefore know how to teach, mm. but we studied for ages to be teachers. Wow. And I think it might be the same with creating a comic or writing a book, right? That mm. on the surface of it, you're like, well, I speak words and I can write words and therefore I can write a book. And I think... Everybody can obviously put paper, pen to paper or create a comic yeah. of some description, but obviously so many people have gone before you at, to do it and understanding more and more about the craft of it before you attempt it is like an excellent decision. Yeah, exactly. So that, that so that's essentially um, where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm probably about a third of the way through, maybe a bit over, Yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely going to keep reading through it it's i'm i'm trying not to like make notes as i do it because i feel like that'll kind of take me out of it. i'm just like i'll just read this and then you know kind of come back and, pick and up absorb and it in that weird absorb. subconscious spider at the back of your head that's right exactly do you know what i mean by that terry yeah yeah terry <laughs> mine's called mildred yeah yeah sometimes she's very aggressive and she's rude. so aggressive i don't like it i know bloody mildred <laughs> building veggie patches yeah. <laughs> i know losing her mind chicken of a coops. freaking chicken coop i know yeah. building a chicken coop. i don't know what's happened recently i think it's the winter i'm being stuck inside mm. but i Something has happened to my brain, and I'm just exploding. Yeah, it's that winter blues thing with like with the lack of sun and that it really kind of gets you down. Yeah. Like I'm a very much an indoor person. You are as a you hermit are aware. crab. But I, but yeah, your the home sun, is a shell. Sometimes I just walk outside and just kind of stand in the sun. Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> you do do that, like charging your battery. It is, and then you crawl back into it your It is what it's shell. like, though. It's because yeah, it, yeah it, you, you need it. You Whereas know? I'm like a sunshine bunny. Yeah, I'll get out. I mean, I don't look like I'm a beach bunny or anything. I'm very pale, but I like to just wander in the sun and frolic in the woods yeah. and be out and about all the time. And being at home in this godforsaken wasteland that is our house is turning me insane and making me do things like buy, like actually order a ton of shit to our house so that I can then put it in a garden to grow things. Yes. And then I'm shoveling shit on purpose. What is that about? <laughs> she means literal shit, by the way. She's I do. doing veggie patch, yeah. Cow manure. What am I thinking? Because you're like, look, I ordered those manure and I'm like, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. Like, <laughs> you're like, my dad was a farmer and I never want to do that. Exactly. He left oh, at 19. Why should I do it? Well, uh, okay, yeah, probably because he was Same with the chicken coop. You're why. like, we need to assemble this chicken coop. And I'm like, you need to assemble yeah, this chicken coop. Yeah, and then I found someone delightful on Airtask. <laughs> yeah, that's the way you do it, man. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, making back comics, to your comic. Scott McLeod. It's linked below. 
Um, Do you want to talk anything about, have you just, has it changed the way you might style? Definitely. Like I you? had the whole entire story like mapped out in my head. I know exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. The finer details, obviously, like I've written some of it down. It's really good. It's fine. I think, it's great. I think the idea is fine, but I, I just, I just, I know that my execution isn't going to be very good because it's like, it'd be the first time and maybe exactly. the only time thing. So it's one of those things where like, look, I just need to make it. I just, just make the thing clear. Just yes. need to kind of put it out there. 100%. And then kind of hope, you know, if it. If it's if there's something good in there, maybe I could then build on it for the next. It probably thing, if there's a next. It'll thing, probably yeah. be good. You're right. It'll probably be excellent. It'll probably win no, awards. Well, on, and here's I'll probably it probably <laughs> held as like one of the greatest literary. Uh, I just think it'll be awesome, but also nobody like gets good by just thinking that they have a thing in their head and never yeah, doing it. Exactly. Like the doing of the thing is how you get good at the thing. You always talk about that, the hours, the number of hours that goes. Like remember when you were a terrible editor and you were not good at editing yeah, and it when? took you like yeah. forever and ever and ever to edit anything? Mm. Like how many hours did it take you? It used to take you back back in the land of before Mr. Well, it probably Sunday takes movies. me more now because you put more kind of effort into it and there's more yeah. that, yeah. But initially, yeah. a simple video... I can cut... Yeah, I can do a simple video in pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, but but back then you couldn't. Okay, no. anyway... Anyway, what's your thing? Along. Okay, my turn. So, all I'm saying is, put in the hours, bloody make your comic, mate, and I'm glad you got that book. It sounds awesome. But I'm so what was the title of it again? Making Comics by Scott McLeod. It's linked below. They excellent, always are. Excellent. They are exactly by the wonderful Rock Collins Fantasy Show. Okay. My recommendation, I have a few, but the first one is an excellent recipe by Nigella called her chocolate olive oil cake. If you have never eaten this cake, you are missing out. If you have never made it, you are missing out. It is versatile. It can be made gluten-free. It can. It is also dairy-free, which is always important in this day and age of people with allergies and all kinds of vegan yep. Things, not that it's vegan, but you know, dairy things, and it's just a delight. It's and not, I make it's not it vegan all the time. No, but it is. It's dairy free. What are the ve- what it's are the non vegan? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you probably could make it with eggs. But it's it's just a delight. It's fun to make. Nigella's recipes. It's from her cookbook Nigelissima, and you've eaten that chocolate. Excuse cake, me, right? what's the book called? Nigelissima, because it's word. a recipe of Italian things by this delightful goddess. Doesn't of roll off the tongue. Anyway, all I'm saying is, if you need like a standard. Go-to chocolate cake. It's very so, short as well. You can do them as cupcakes. Yeah. You can do them as a slice. And it, and it works. It kind of gets a nice crisp crust. It's quite sort of lovely and light and delightful. It is. It's really good. Yeah. And it's also like low on like gluten or whatever, isn't yes, it? Or it can said, be? Yeah, it can be made gluten-free. Yeah. You can or do you an can... almond meal instead. Yes, correct. It's and really it's, good as it's, well. It's delicious. It's, it's all my go-to chocolate cake. So there you go. You're welcome. I don't like a rock-hard chocolate cake. There are oh, people coming at me with a, with a mud cake. On. You don't like it. It's too dense, too much. Too dense. Yeah, whereas this one, especially with all of your healthy things, I've made it with coconut sugar. It wasn't quite as good, but No, nah, I like worked. coconut sugar. It's good. Yeah, well, and I made it gluten-free so you could eat it and pretend that it was fine. I'll do a line calories. of co- coconut sugar like it's cocaine. <laughs> Just rip through it. Yeah, correct. So I'll do it. There you go. Just straight up. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I feel like you've got another recipe there, though. No, I don't have any more recipes. Me. I just have that was like a sneaky recommendation. Now I'm going to do my proper one. Big Little Lies. 
Have you seen it? I've seen zero big little lies. Do you know what it is? Uh, It's about some women going, well, lives aren't very good, is it? Fucking. Oh, Oh my God. You're (laughs) the freaking worst. That's what every show about made by men. I know. I didn't say it's not. Dear Lord. I mean, they do complain. They're like, we've got, so much per- we've got so much personal <laughs> drama. Oh, God. Well, no, it's a brilliant, brilliant book by Leanne Moriarty that she wrote in 2014. It hit the bestsellers lists all around the world. And oh, she like is my an comic will. Interesting. Oh, Lord, here we go. Can I finish my second recommendation? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. So Leanne Moriarty, if you haven't read her before, she is such a great read. Oh, my goodness. She's written so many brilliant books and they're just fun. They're often murder mysteries or something quite intense happens. They're usually female protagonists and just easy reading, really intriguing and great. And those kind of page turners that you end up at 3am, like knowing that you'll regret the next day, but you just need to get to the end of this book. It's brilliant. So Big Little Lies was then turned in 2017 into a TV series. It was initially slated to be a film, but Bruna Papandreas, who is a producer, connected the famous people, I don't know if you've heard of, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. She connected them up together and they got the rights to the book from Leanne Moriarty and they ended up crafting it into a TV series. And it's just wonderful. The season, obviously one was in 2017, but the new season two has just dropped this year. Boom! Maybe like a month or so ago. Uh, and it is not quite as good as the first season, but still really excellent viewing. And I, I loved it. Nicole Kidman is stunning in it. I reckon she is the standout performance. She's an excellent actor. She was great in Days of Thunder. She was great in BMX Bandits. <laughs> she, she was, was great, she great in hair. Far and Away. Well, there you go, in all of those things. And the one about where she sings some Somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, Australia. <laughs> That's it. That movie is the oh, worst no. movie. Well, here's the thing. She was great in the hours, actually. Here's the thing about Nicole Kidman. She often copped a lot of flack, but she's always chosen really complex, challenging roles. And for consistently her good in things as yes, well. Yes, and yeah. interesting and weird roles that yeah. like she doesn't have to do because she's Nicole Kidman. She could do anything. But she kind of chooses really interesting parts like in Lion. Remember the film Lion? Lion's an excellent movie. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And she's quite she's like... She's really good in that. Yeah, and, but um, she's not a st- like the main character in that. She's not mm. the lead, but she plays a mother of a son who was adopted from India who lost his family. And then he goes back to find his... Her actual parents and it's mm. a true story. And it's that f- moment where fantastic. he goes to her, why do you ever regret like not that you couldn't have kids or whatever? And she's like, we we could have had kids, but we chose you. And I'm like, oh my oh, god, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Anything to do with parenthood and you're just sobbing away. You're I'm so I'm now. so weak now. I used <laughs> I to be so strong. I know you're just sobbing away. Oh my god, <laughs> it really gets you though. Yeah. Oh, I can't. It's a good at movie. the beginning of that film, line when the little boy is with his brother at yeah. the station, and then he just gets lost and he's on this train all alone going through India. Oh my god, oh, it just gives me hypertension. Anyway, we're not talking about lines. Though that is a really excellent suggestion. Mm. If you haven't seen that film, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's a true story as well. So fascinating. Sorry, Adam, it's a bit soppy for me. To be oh, honest. are you? <laughs> you're a big crier, I have to, have to say. You I, get I, I don't cry. You don't openly weep, but you just get a little. Not there's anything wrong with that. In your just, eye. Uh... There isn't. But it makes me. I just think it's adorable. Mm. And also, I get, I'm right there with you. Being a parent, or oh, mate, everything, all the feels. Anyway, so talking about parenting, back to Big Little Lies. Nicole Kidman, I think, is the standout performance. She is in a really complex marriage with Alexander Skarsgård. I know That's him. his. 
the, he, he obviously that's not his character. That's the actor. He's Tarzan. Mm, yeah, he's really good too. But he, you kind of hate him. It's really complex, and it, it's a really sharp look at domestic violence too in their relationship. But the show's actually also very funny. They explore really complex female friendships. It's sort of set in a school in Monterey, Calif, which is basically an idyllic beached beachside town mm. of very wealthy families. So right. they're very intense parents. The kind of parents that you know that phrase "helicopter parenting" comes to mind, and sure, yeah. there's all they're all the kind of competitiveness with their children, and their you know between the mothers as well kind of comes to the fore. But also, it kind of begins with a murder. So they're at a school function where everyone, all the women are dressed up as Audrey Hepburn, and all the men are dressed up as Elvis Presley. And were so, they a couple? No, but it's just like a theme. So Leanne Moriarty kind of had this dream about a murder occurring at this kind of function with all these Audreys and all these Elvises. And it really works on screen. It's quite a dramatic because it's all, you know, mm. different looks of the same actress. Anyway, and the pa- it's kind of like a parents' trivia night kind of thing. Yeah, right. There's a lot of drinking that happens. And then I've been to those. Happens. Those parents get loose. They do. Correct. Exactly. And then what kind of spirals out? From there is um, really interesting. I've been meaning to watch this for two years or however long it's been out for, and I've been trying to avoid spoilers. Yeah, I won't won't spoil it. I'm not going to say what happens. All I will say is that it takes turns that you don't necessarily expect, but what's I think so brilliant about it is the look at parenthood and relationships and marriage and kids and what it's like to be a parent, and then, and also just the setting is gorgeous. You know, it's yeah, by right. the beach, and it's it's um. I know the beach. The beach, you know, Leonardo just like DiCaprio. the town. These very, it's kind of like gl- a glimpse into the lives of very very wealthy kind of families and how their lives kind of all unravel. And then also the uh, really obviously as no surprise, everyone's telling lies to each other. Big, big lies or and little lies? Small, big and little. Interesting. Um, and how that kind of affects kids. They really look interestingly at whether you can lie to kids or not. Your parenting and the way yeah. you parent and how that has implications more broadly for them at school. And then how you cope when your children act in ways that you are sort of embarrassed by or, you know, and whether you go in to defend them, whether you, you know, and how you parent and the boundaries you put in. Yeah, and, it's tricky, eh? Mm, yeah. And how honest to be with kids. Like mm. that's a really interesting thing that's explored more in the second season as well. How honest should you be? Because one of the characters, Jane, who was originally supposed to be played by Rose Byrne, as in, and is instead played by Shailene Woodley, oh, Michelle, yeah. who's great, who was also in The Fault in Our Stars. Mm. And Laura Dern is another standout. She's hilarious. It's a great cast. Yeah, yeah. brilliant cast. Um, Reese Witherspoon is hilarious as well, kind of manic and great. Meryl Streep is in the second season. Initially, as what always happens to me with Meryl Streep, I look at her and I go, I just think, you're playing Meryl Streep. I'm Meryl Streep. I'm Hello. such a good actor. I'm, I'm an actor. I'm Meryl Streep. Yeah, she was, this, the, she was my yeah. least favourite part of her. Uh, she's a great actor, obviously. I love Meryl Streep. But, but in Mary Poppins, I'm like, fucking stop all yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, initially in the second season, her character has like, so they put her with false teeth. You know how she always has like kind of yeah. wigs Unnecessary. It's, it'd be yeah. distracting. Unne- it is distracting. The first couple of episodes, I'm like, all I can see is Meryl teeth. Meryl, Meryl teeth. <laughs> Meryl, Meryl Street with extra teeth, but really Meryl teeth. Meryl teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So initially, all I could see is that, but then 
as it unfolds, you kind of lose that because you get so invested in the Because she's such a good actor. She well, should stop saying, I'm Meryl Streep. Yeah, after I'm, Meryl, just... I'm Meryl Teeth. I yeah. know she should. <laughs> anyway, I just really recommend reading the book and then watching the two seasons. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, and... Yeah, it just explores some really interesting themes. The men in it are really interesting too. But well, that sounds yeah. great. Yep. Well, Claire, that went forever. Do we have any time left? Oh, my God. It did not go forever. <laughs> you banged on about comic books for a long time. I've been right, on comic books turn. for like three minutes. Your turn, How much 19 time got? minutes. Oh, excellent. Okay. Uh, this is something I started watching when I was away on the Gold Coast on the weekend. I was in the Gold Coast. I don't like to brag. Um, I was also involved in a service station goes. robbery. I'm not going to get into it. But... <laughs> Go right past that one. I'll save it for the Weekly Planet podcast. Oh, Lord. Along with the boys. A lot of people have said, watch the boys or whatever. I've watched the boys in their entirety. I'm going to be talking. We'll be talking about it. You love to week. watch I really the like boys. It. You will hate. Shut, shut <laughs> up, Claire. I sent Mason the same message. I'm like, hey, you should watch the boys. And I'm like, he's like, I bet you like watching the boys. And I'm like, shut up, Mason. Just shut up. But, uh, yeah, watch, you'll hate it. You will okay, watch it and be like Because I tried to watch the rover that you recommended in the previous episode. <laughs> I told you I not to watch it. five minutes you in and I was like, rover. I hate this. The first 20 seconds of it is just, who's the main character? Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce just staring yeah. into the distance with a graying beard. Like, L- it literally goes for 20 seconds. I timed it and he's just like staring, saying nothing. And then eventually gets out of a car it and stumbles the, it into the, a shed. Forget it. Listen, this is something you might like. <laughs> Are you okay. familiar with Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu? No. Okay. There's a new movie coming out in okay. the Marvel slate. Uh, it's called Shang-Chi, Master of the Ten Rings, and it's a mostly Asian cast. And they've, ca- they've cast this guy called uh, Simu Liu, who's a Canadian actor who was born in China. or Yeah, I think he was born in China in, in this role. So basically, he's, it's this character who's kind of essentially like a Bruce Lee character. So he's, you know, he's in the Marvel Universe, but he's the best kung fu fighter or martial arts fighter in, in, in the universe. That's boring, right? No, I'm into it. I was thinking about Kung <laughs> well, Fu Panda. that's not what I'm talking about. So I've never seen this guy before in anything, right? But it turns out he's in this show called Kim's Convenience, which a bunch of people recommended to me. And it's on Netflix. Oh. And he uh, – so basically he's not, the, he's not the main star of it. But what – I've, I've, I'm a fair few into it. Again, I haven't well, finished the, all three seasons. Yeah. But uh, it's I'm basically about this guy. Fun of you tonight. I shouldn't make fun of you. You shouldn't make fun of me, Claire. It's very demoralizing oh, to me no. as a man and a human being. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, Mr. K- uh, so it's about this guy called Mr. Kim and he's, uh, he's from Korea and he runs a store, like a, like a general store with his wife and his daughter. Uh, and they all kind of get along for the most part, but his son, who's played by Samu Liu, is, is, is estranged. So he, he works in a, um, in a car rental uh, place. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a it's kind of like a sitcom. It's like you know he he runs this store. People come in. Funny situations have happened. It's it's mostly true to life. It's not like crazy wacky scenarios. Like he, he like the very first scene comes in where there's there's going to be a gay pride parade in the street, and they're like, "Can we put up this sign?" And he's like, "I'm not putting up that sign. I'm not going to do his voice. He has like a he has like a fun way of of talking, but it's just going to come off come across as racist <laughs> if I do it." But uh. He's like, I'm not going to put up your sign because it's an ugly sign. And they're like, are you homophobic? He's like, I'm not homophobic. He's like, this is just a very poorly made sign. I don't, I don't like the look of it. And so they're like, well, you know, we, we're going to tell everyone you're homophobic. And so he says, well, how can I be homophobic when there's a 15% gay discount or whatever? So he just makes <laughs> his thing up on the spot and the episode kind of kind of goes from there. And he judges people as they come in, whether they're, whether they're gay or not. It's kind of funny. <laughs> he says that he's got good gaydar and he can tell or whatever. It's, Anyway, so the, the biggest part of it is it's about the a generational divide between him and his kids, but also it's the it's the culture divide, and 
not so much us, but we've got a lot of friends who've their parents come from uh, were born in you know, overseas, whether that be you know Italy, Greece, uh, China, wherever. Mm. Um, and there is there is absolutely that divide between the, the you know it's not the just a generational thing. It's it's the you know you, you the influences and in you growing up and your friends has a huge difference, and there can be this big disconnect between your parents, and you're torn between these two worlds. So it also addresses kind of that element of it as well it's uh look it's it's like fun and it's breezy and it's it's a it's easy to watch and it's it's just like it's just a it's a good it's a good fun show it yeah sounds really there you go i can do actually, good fun things too you can that it's not just really guy pierce shooting fun. people <laughs> in a apocalyptic landscape yeah. with everyone shooting each other and drinking out of a barrel that sounds great mm. i'm really you'd gonna like check it. that you'd really out like, you'd really okay, like okay i really i, I mean you have to finish you. the rover obviously <laughs> And then you have to watch every, could not every episode of The Boys. When guy, some guy, they were driving in a car and he's like, I've shot my brother, he's dead. And everyone's like, I don't fucking care if you've shot your brother. He's dead. The world's dead. And I was like, I'm out. I'm done. That is, See you. That is fairly accurate. Yeah. Also, if you do want to watch The Boys, there is a scene where they find a superpowered baby and it's got laser eyes and he weaponizes oh it and uses God. it to cut people in half. It's really good. <laughs> and people just explode like a bag of blood as it, as it tears through them. It's so funny. <laughs> How is that funny? <laughs> because it's ridiculous. That's awful. Yeah. That is so awful. All right. Okay. Excellent. I'm not going to check out the boys, but I will check out Keepers You'll definitely hate the boys. Yeah. yeah I, well, I don't hate boys, but I will hate that for sure. Okay. My next recommendation. Are you done? Can I keep going? I'm done and you All can right. keep going, Claire. Okay. I have a couple. Um, God, how many? It's supposed to be two weeks. All right, yeah, but you bang on for ages. This one, <laughs> this one is uh, a book called Three Women. Um, it's by Lisa Taddeo, and I just want to briefly mention it because it's not an anti-recommendation, but it is very intense. It's a book that most of the women that I follow online have read recently. They were all got sent advanced copies. And it's not... You're not famous a... enough for advanced copies. No, I'm not. Exactly. That must be embarrassing uh, for you. Yeah, well, you know, I'll get over it. Uh, no, I probably won't. I'm going to cry into my friggin' giant <laughs> chicken coop and piles of shit. Anyway, back to the book. Three Women is a tr- is really a true story. Lisa Taddeo, as a journalist, followed their lives for a year and really deep dives into their sexual history and their past. Mm. It's a, it's it's got a lot of themes of Me Too. It looks at sex from a completely female perspective. It looks at the three women. One is a woman who had a relationship with her teacher when she was sixteen, and he was married and kind of exploited her, and then she takes him to court. Later on, um, I don't never understand how people do that. Oh my god, no. I know. And he he wins like teacher of the year, and that's what sent her over the edge. And so, but she doesn't. I, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's heartbreaking to yeah. listen to. And he just seems like this all round great guy with kids and a family, and he gets to just walk off scot free. And she ends up with a whole lot of problems, which often happens with people who've suffered that kind of abuse. So it's if you're someone that is interested in trying to understand the psychology behind what happens to someone when they are abused in that way yeah. or um, mistreated, particularly for women, then this, I think, is is such important reading. So it's not <laughs> it's not going to be a light romp. Um, well, I you found said, you it really like, hard to get you through. You were like, oh, God, this book is tough, yeah. Yeah, like it's really great writing and a really important book and people are raving about it. I just found it really, really tough going because the themes mm. are so full on. And the stories are real and Yeah, brutal, they're real yeah. and very explicit. Um, mm. 
the the other two stories, one is about a woman who experienced a rape when she was a teenager. It's just awful. And then kind of how that then – she then has an affair. She's married but she has an affair and the kind of effect of what happened to her in her early life kind of seeps into her choices then. It's also sort of empowering in a strange way about female sexuality. So that's really interesting. And then the third one is about a really – a girl who grew up very wealthy, got married, and then is in an open marriage. So it's, mm. it's, yeah, it's a really interesting look at different ways that people's... Hey, it works for some. Yeah, well, there you go, <laughs> James. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to say I have something to say, but I really don't. No, it's, just, it's, it's a look at three people's lives that I have not really got a lot, of, lot in common with, yeah. but found fascinating and heartbreaking um it's set in america obviously set in america there's three american stories there so yeah i can't it's not really like i'm not you were talking you were just talking about to me that it's this it's brutal and you're like this yeah but then i was i was debating whether to talk about it on the show because it's so brutal but then i also think it's an important book and at this point in time it's a really important look at sex from a female perspective because and this is kind of explicit hello our son in the future but like often, and and I hadn't even really realised how mostly um, sex in film and literature is always written from a male gaze yeah. and a male perspective. Even even often books that are written by women, sometimes the sex scenes are still from a male perspective almost. So this goes really deep. He grabbed her boobs. He were like, he was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> Nailed it exactly, but um, yeah. So that so that's why I think this book is really important because it explores mm. what it is, what it means to be a woman, and and from their perspective. However, caveat, it's brutal. Cool. All right. So that's hang on. Good. What time is it? It is twenty nine minutes. So save it for next week. All right. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Review. Yes. If you do want to reach the show, uh, you can you can send us a suggestible, which Claire's about to read out now. I assume is that right? Oh, no, I left my phone. Okay, so I'm going to read one out right now. I'm going to find it on the fly because I'm a goddamn computer oh God, whiz. Sorry, they're on my phone. I did That's find right. them. I mean, God, it's I'm a bit... I'm turning into the Mason. It's a... <gasps> oh, my God. I've become the Mason. No. All right, next week I will I will have them prepared. I will. Okay, so I've got this from uh, Detective Herbert Covington said, I would highly suggest LeVar Burton Reads, a super wholesome podcast where Reading Rainbow and Star Trek's own... We didn't really get Reading Rainbow here. But uh, you're familiar with the guy, the Star Trek Geordie LaForge, and he's got like the band across his eyes, like the red, like Cyclops visor. Never mind. He no. plays him. Uh, Re- LeVar Burton reads a short story. Uh, he's obviously an incredible storyteller, and the stories he chooses are always super enthralling. LeVar Burton, famous actor and children's entertainer, storyteller. Excellent. Person. Yeah, he's great, and he's a really fun dude, it would seem. I also got this review, uh, which you can do just on your app. I love Mr. and Mrs. Sunday movies. Five stars Aww, from Drew so nice. Lamas. I genuinely love this show. It's quick, light thing with two people who obviously enjoy their time together and discussing things they enjoy. I feel like most married couples would be insufferable to listen to for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> I feel like this bloody married couple is yeah. in trouble. Oh, just bloody finish. But Claire and James, for Claire and James, are just the best. Aw, thank, thank you, Drew Lamas. Yeah. That is so lovely. If you would like to leave us a review on a rating, that would make our yeah. day. We're old and sad and tired. It I think it's one of those day. things where whenever I say that, you're like, you're not old. When you're like sixty, you'll be like, what was I thinking? Now I'm old. And then when I'm ninety, I'm like, oh man, I'm dead now. <laughs> now I'm old. Unless your brain isn't a computer. 
Which is your dream? I can't wait. One day it will be. Did you read the thing about they said, there were the, uh, I think, was it in Japan, they're splicing human and uh, uh, animal DNA together? Why are they doing it? Are they making hybrids like the movie Cats? Incorrect. So they can grow <laughs> human organs in animals. Oh, like, you want a heart? God. This pig's got a heart in it. You can grab oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have so many feelings about it. We can't talk about it because it's 31 minutes already. That'd be but a separate podcast. Should you snatch a human heart from a pig's body? That's oh, what we should call it. <laughs> Should you? That's yes, the that's, always. That's gonna, yes. that's gonna be the title of this episode. Human heart, pig body. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I met someone like that once. Someone yeah. ham coloured. Ah, oh, very good. <laughs> I did see a whole lot of ham coloured bike riders. I was down the beach the other day. Yeah, I know. I got well, I've, I've been to this I've walked past the schools in our area after bloody yeah, no, well, the dads yeah. out there wearing bike helmets Lycra, and mate. standing around Lycra. talking about footy or whatever the fuck pe- real people talk oh, about. Like yeah, I know. <laughs> you went away on a footy weekend and you didn't go to the football with I your didn't mates. want to. I you stayed slept. in the hotel and I watched the boys and it was great. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I loved it. You sounded so happy. It was oh, the greatest thing that God. ever happened to All right, me. we got to finish. All it's right. the 32 sec- to mi- two seconds, minutes. All right, follow us at SuggestiblePod on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to Royal Collings for editing this episode. Thank you to James for living in my house. Yes, thank you to me for me to living in your house. Thank me. No, no. All right, we're really done. (laughs) Signing off, sucker Tash. Thanks for listening. Are we done? I hope so. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.